Hey guys, it's Shirley Gerard with Rise Up Give Back and I am so thankful to be here with you guys today. I don't know what the weather is like where you are. It is still cold here in New England, but it is beautifully sunny, so I am taking the wind where I can get it. I know in the south they're going through pollen gate right now, so um, you know, honestly, I I think I'd trade some pollen gate for some snow any day, but with it is what it is, and uh, I am taking the win with the beautiful sunshine that's outside right now, and hope that wherever you are, you can find something good about where you're, where you are, and what the day looks like around you, and and the weather around you. So, in a true Shirley Gerard fashion, I had actually recorded a different podcast for this week, and this morning I was scrolling through the news on uh, my computer and uh, came across an ad. Well, I hate to use the word ad because an ad would, I mean, it is an ad, but it's more of a tribute to someone. I came across something and I watched it and just thought it was crazy powerful. And um, I was like, wow. And afterwards, you know, wiping the tears away and, you know, you, I went, went on with my day and I started listening to another podcast that I listened to in the morning, um, like a, a live show that I listened to and they were talking about it and I went, man, like clearly the universe is saying that there are people out there in the world that needs to hear this. And I think it goes along with everything that we've talked about on this podcast. And and um, so I just thought it was important to talk about today. And so I figured, why not just change it up and, and do something completely different than I had planned? Because I think sometimes those are the best ones. So, all right. So, for those of you who have not seen it, I will try to link the commercial or the ad, the thing um, in the description. But if I can't for some reason, all you need to do is Google Budweiser. And if you do it today, if you just put Budweiser in, it'll be right there on the top. Um, for those of you who do not follow sports in any way, um, then... You probably still know the name of the person that I'm about to talk about. Um, this particular person has been in the NBA for a long time. He's very, very well known, not just for being an amazing basketball player, but for his work outside of the court. So he is somebody who um, has multiple charities that he works with and that he runs, um, that he he developed and that and that does things for the communities. Um, and he goes out and he is very vocal about um, making people better, making their lives better. And he has just proven himself to be a really great human. Uh, he is married to the beautiful Gabrielle Union. And um, if you haven't figured it out by now, I am talking about Dwayne Wade. Um, he plays for the Miami Heat. And he, um, like I said, he's been playing in the NBA for a long time now. And so he announced his retirement from the NBA. And um, so Budweiser, and a pause, I am not personally promoting or advertising Budweiser, but Budweiser is the company that supported this and um, did this, put this all together, this dedication, um, this tribute to Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne. So... I don't know if you guys have seen in the NBA, but Dwayne um, does uh, participate in like a jersey trade, right? So after a big game with someone, he will trade jerseys with them, right? So um, 
you know, if you finish playing a game and there's another big star on the other team and you guys exchange jerseys, you sign jerseys, you hold them up, and he uh, puts these jerseys up as like a showcase, right? LeBron James or, or the like, right? So um, Budweiser decides that he, they're going to do this tribute for him and they're going to tell him that he has five more jersey exchanges to do. And uh, they don't tell him who the jersey exchanges are with. And so he walks out on the basketball court and there's a table with five jerseys where he's signed them and he's just standing there waiting and he's telling you, you know, oh, I have no idea who to expect. And you know in his mind he's probably thinking like, what old school basketball player, you know, Larry Bird or Michael Jordan or somebody who's going to walk out here and hand me a jersey or some new and up and coming guy, you know, somebody who is in college or high school who, you know, is amazing and, you know, is the next LeBron or is the next Dwayne Wade and, um, Dwayne just looks around and he's waiting and waiting and waiting, right? And so the first person walks in and it's a young man. And um, he walks up to Dwayne and tells him that um, he grew up in a bad area. And in the area that he grew up, not many men make it. And he told him that because of the charity work, that he does and the focus that he puts back into the community and focus back into young men's lives that he was able to not only make it but thrive, right? He got a job and he is making something bigger out of himself. And so this young man does not pull a jersey out to trade with Dwayne, but he pulls out a blazer, a black blazer, and he said, I don't have a jersey to trade with you, but I do have this blazer. And this was the blazer that I wore on my very first ever job interview. And he said, because of the work that you have done, I was able to go out and get a job and become a better version of what I knew that I could be. And I didn't have to succumb to the things that were in my area, the, the pre thoughts, the predispositions that most people assume from the area that I'm from of where I should end up. And he wrote a very sweet thing inside the blazer jacket. Instead of just signing it, he wrote a, he wrote like a, a letter to Dwayne. And it was just really, really, really powerful. So the next lady comes out and she's young and, um, she comes walking out and she starts to tell him about how, you know, going through school, she dreamed about going to college, <coughs> excuse me, but that her parents just did not have the funds. Their family was not able financially to let her go to college. So she was truly looking at graduating high school and having to just get a job to help support her family because they, they couldn't afford to send her to college. So that was the only thing left for her. And that because of his college tuition program that he has through his one of his charities, that she was able to apply and go to college and graduate in 2014. And she did not hand him a jersey, but she handed him her robe and her cap and gown from her walking ceremony from college. And she thanked him because she said, I will make something so much bigger of my life because you invested in me 
and I can't say thank you enough, right? So, so, so far he's received a blazer from a young man who um, benefited from charity work and investing in the community. And then a young woman hands him her cap and gown from graduation from college. So the third person comes out, guys. And if <laughs> if you haven't started to tear up by this point in the commercial, you're going to tear up at least a little bit here. It was a young woman who walked out, and she explains that she is the sister of a young man who was killed in the Parkland shooting. Well, since Dwayne plays in Florida... He was very vocal afterwards about remembering the people who lost their lives that day. And for one of the games, he wrote this young man's name on his shoe. As, as somebody who plays basketball, you're on TV, they show your shoes, they show your stuff, they make sure that you have this platform, right, that you have to be able to really express a lot without saying anything. And he wrote this young man's name on his shoe to support his family and support the people that passed away that day. And she talked about how he was so kind to her and her family and drawing attention to things that her family were suffering through with the loss of her little brother. And that she um, gave him a jersey that was her brother's. Now, her brother played basketball and she said that this was the jersey that he wore during the last championship game that he played in before he died. And when they opened it up, it actually is the same number that he played. So it was just very fortuitous that, that the way this played out, it was just very moving and chilling and just powerful because he opens up this jersey and it's a jersey number three of this guy's, you know, high school basketball team and it was just it was just big right um and her and her family wrote a very nice message on the back of the jersey to him thanking him for all that he did because she said you didn't have to take time out to make uh, make my my brother be important but you did so the fourth person walks out and it's a it's a woman who proceeds to tell him about how the day before Christmas, her house burned down. Her and her kids lost everything. And I'm not talking just the Christmas presents underneath the Christmas tree, but they lost everything. She proceeds to tell him about how she got a phone call from his reps the day after saying that he wanted to take them on a shopping spree. And she said, it wasn't about the things that you bought for us, even though that was life-changing in and of itself. But she said it was about someone showing us that we cared and we mattered and that they understood that what we were going through was really hard. And then the fifth person comes out, guys. And if, if, if you go watch this and you can make it through all five without at least tearing up, I don't know if you're human. But the fourth one is his mom. And I don't know if you guys know anything about Dwayne Wade's mom, but um, she did go to prison. And she um, struggled for years with issues. And um, she proceeds to tell him that, you know, the, the hardest day in her life was the day that she had to turn herself in and go to prison. And that, you know, she knew that he was upset with her and with what was going on, but that he constantly showed up in her life. 
He was there for her. He supported her. He chose to be present for her. And when she got out of prison, he bought her a church that she still works at. And she tells him that because of his commitment to her and her growth and her life, that he was able to therefore invest in so many other people who were, who were touched by that church and who still are touched by that church. And she talked about how she didn't have a jersey to bring him, but she did have a purple church robe. Now, you guys all know what purple is. Purple is the color of royalty, right? So, you know, it, go, it dates all the way back, and this is a history lesson you guys don't care about, but it dates all the way back to the Phoenicians, right? Finding the purple dye and, and it being very expensive to dye things purple and it being a sign that you were of royal stance to wear purple because it was just really expensive to have this purple dye. So she gives him this purple robe and she said, this is a, this is a robe of royalty and this is a robe of the church knowing that I have um, you to thank for the for the people that we're able to touch for the kingdom of God and, um, and for my life being completely and radically changed. And guys, I mean, he was in tears. I think everybody on set was probably in tears. Um, but the biggest part of this was, guys, like when we're at the end of our life, are you going to have a t-shirt that says... I wish I had worked harder or I wish I had given more or I wish I had tried a little bit or I wish I had done this or I wish I had invested in those people or I wish I had made a difference or when it's time to be the end of your career or the end of your life, are you going to have people who come out, hand you a jersey hand you a college gown, hand you a blazer, hand you a picture of a house, hand you a picture of a coffin that they never got in because they decided that their life was worth living. What are you leaving as your legacy? Because Dwayne Wade is an amazing basketball player and he will forever and always be remembered as a great basketball player. But do you know what he's going to be remembered more for when his life is over? It's going to be remembered more for all the things that he did for all the people that he touched outside of that basketball court. How you decide to show up for your life affects more than just you. It affects those in your family. It affects your close friends. It affects every single person that you come in contact with. I was having a conversation with my husband the other night because our churches, they do a, a serve day every year where we go out to the community. We go to schools and parks and, and different places and we plant plants and we clean up places and we paint schools and we do whatever the community needs as an outreach. It's called serve day. And the week after serve day, we always do our summer vacation Bible school. It's a week-long vacation Bible school for kids who are kindergarten through fifth grade. Actually, it's three years old through fifth grade. And they are able to 
come and enjoy a week of fun activities, learning about God. And it's just, it's, it is an outreach. Uh, obviously, a lot of our church members attend, but it, it is an outreach. So I was telling them that one of the serve projects will be helping uh, me and the other leadership team of that summer program um, get all the sets built and get everything ready to go for that following Monday. And he said, oh, joy. I was like, what's that supposed to mean? And he said, well, you know, I just would rather do something that's like out in the community, touching the lives of the community. He was like, even last year we painted a school. And he was like, I almost would rather do something like a park or something that's not a government building that really they should be doing, right? And he didn't say it like, you know, it wasn't important or any of that. But he was just, he was in his mind, it was the idea that it wasn't as powerful to the community because it was a something that wasn't seen by the community, right? So um, I, I, I had to talk to him because I was like, listen, I think you're thinking of this different. And, you know, again, he didn't mean it in any way a negative or anything even remotely associated with a negative thought. Um, but I said, you know, I have literally heard stories of people's lives changed just because someone said hi to them at the grocery store. Someone chit-chatted with them at the gas station. Someone let them out in traffic and waved and smiled and they their whole day, their whole week, their whole month, and sometimes their entire life changed. If you go back in a previous podcast that I have, I tell the story about the guy, I, I um, saw his interview where he had literally gotten everything ready and he was planning on committing suicide. And he was getting the last few things ready for his family before he went home and 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 did it, and um, that he was at a store, and a lady started talking to him because they were in line, and at the end of the end of the conversation, she said, thank you so much for talking with me. I have had a really bad day, and this has just completely turned my day around, and I just, I'm thankful for you, and he said it, the whole conversation wasn't five minutes long, but he said it completely changed my perspective, and he ended up, obviously, not committing suicide that day. And it changed his life. A five-minute you know, conversation in a grocery store line can change someone's life. We don't know all the hardships that other people go through. You do not know what other people are struggling with. You do not know about any of that stuff, right? You don't know if there's somebody that that you're talking with that's struggling with um, negative thoughts or negative body image or whatever the case is. All you know is that if you're kind to people, that that makes a big difference in their life, right? So what what are you going to leave this world? When it comes to your retirement, and Budweiser probably will not reach out to any of our families about uh, setting up a tribute to us, but if they did, what would they do? Would it be a, a showing people pictures of the new house that you bought and the new car that you bought and the new clothes that you bought? Would it be them showing pictures of your immediate family and your friends and, and the things that you did to support them? Would it be showing them a you know company that you built 
that employs 10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000, 100,000 people? Is it going to show people the philanthropy projects that you started traveling all over the world, helping people, traveling all over the United States, helping people, traveling all over your state, helping people, traveling all over your city, helping people? What legacy are you going to leave? What jersey is going to be handed to you when you retire? And who's going to hand it to you? I, I'll be honest, I even look at myself and, and I, do, I feel like I do a lot, but I also know for a fact that I waste a lot of time in my day. And, and I look at myself and even wonder, like, am I really putting forth everything that I need to? Am I really doing what is best for me, for my family, for the community around me, for the world? Am I making it a better place? And if I'm not, then something needs to change. Us living our best life, like I said earlier, affects everyone around us. And there are a lot of us who are really good at putting up fronts. But you know what can see through those fronts? <laughs> when you look back on your life and you see what you've accomplished and what you've done, right? You can smile at work, you can smile at the supermarket, but if you don't really mean it and your life does not reflect it, it's going to show at the end. And do you really wanna live your life repeating a bunch of bad t-shirts? Or do you wanna live your life Showing people that you care, showing people that they matter, showing people that you changed the world, that you changed your city, that you changed your neighborhood, that you changed your church, that you changed your employer's office. You guys don't have to change the world to change the lives of hundreds of people. It's like the butterfly effect, right? So we've all seen that wonderfully awful movie, right? Um, where literally you wait 30 seconds to leave your house and the, and the trajectory of your, the rest of your life changes, right? Because now you don't run into that car at the end of the street. And instead of not getting in that accident, then you're able to get to your next place on time and you're able to run into so-and-so who's having a bad day and sit down and talk to them. And then... You see where I'm going, right? So every little decision that we make to, in our lives affects the future and affects hundreds and hundreds of ripples past us. So I know I, I've talked about what I do. I, I volunteer at our church, and one of, the, one of the things that I do is I do training for um, our kids' volunteers. And I always talk to them about how we don't just babysit kids, Right? We don't babysit kids for an hour and 15 minutes while their parents are in church. That's not what we do. But the ripple effect of what, effect of what we do goes far beyond the classrooms. 
So obviously we are, we are the first light of God's love to all these kids in that classroom. And that's amazing. And that's wonderful. And I promise I'm not getting churchy on you guys. I'm just trying to, trying to give you an example of, of what I mean. We obviously love and play with these kids and build relationships with these kids and have a great time while those kids are in that classroom. But do you know that those kids go to school the next day and they talk to their friend about maybe going to church? Or, and maybe their friend goes home and then talks to their parents about, oh, my friend at school goes to church. Can we maybe go to church? What's this thing about church? What's God? What's this? What's that? Right? And it starts a conversation with the family, right? And how many friends at school and how many parents then talk about it? And then how, now we're, you know, how many layers out? Because parents go to their friends and be like, oh my gosh, my kid came home talking about church and I don't really know what to say. And then maybe it starts another conversation, right? Then you think about like, the, the people that don't have kids yet, the newlyweds or the people that are dating or the people who are older and their kids are already grown and they have grandkids. Maybe their grandkids are grown. They're sitting in the back listening to the preacher. Maybe they're having a really hard time in their life. And maybe because we took care of the kids for that hour, they were able to actually focus on what was being said. And maybe their relationships were being repaired. Maybe their mental state was being prepared. Maybe the, the idea that they were not worthy because of the things that they had done in their past or because of the mistakes that they've made, they're not good enough. That nobody could ever love them for who they are. Maybe those thoughts get pushed aside. Where if there had been a screaming child sitting in front of them, that wouldn't have happened because they would have been focusing on that screaming child, right? So now that person's healed. That person goes to work the next day, a new person, and someone goes, gosh, you know, you have, you have been just in an amazing mood today. What happened? What's different about you, right? You guys see this, right? So because someone volunteers, and, and you can look at it in any way, right? You go to the hospital and you volunteer in the NICU to hold babies, right? You give parents a minute to breathe. You give parents a minute to go, okay, I can get through this. I can go home. I can take a shower. I can do this. I can do that. I know that my child's getting loved on. That makes them a better person. It makes them a better parent. You can, you can apply this anywhere. You go to a soup kitchen and you feed people. You let someone know that their position in life does not dictate their ability to be loved and cared for and served. That they don't have to be some amazing, high-powered CEO to be loved on and to be served. So here's, here's my challenge to you guys. Really think about this week. At the end of your life, at the end of your career, who's going to be there? And what are they going to hand you? I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for supporting Rise Up, Give Back. Pre-orders are going to start next week. I am just so excited about this. I um, am waiting on one last thing for my bank to get my checking account for the company set up so that everything is all ready to go. But as soon as that's done, uh, the, they will go live, and I will make sure it's all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and our website. So if you can find us on all of the socials, follow us, like us, share us, uh, tell your friends about us. Um, we are now on Google Play and iTunes. So wherever is most convenient for you to find podcasts, please go, please like, please comment. 
please subscribe and that helps us be able to better provide to you guys um, the information that you you'd want to hear and if you guys have any requests for future books or future topics please email them to me at riseupgiveback at gmail.com you guys are amazing go out love someone hug someone smile at someone tell someone hello tell them to have a great day and really mean it because you never know whose life you're going to change <laughs>